Why, why is your hair? Well, well, first of all, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 37 of the Optic Podcast. Your usual host, Optic Hacks, the man, the myth, the legend, 37-year-old phenom. And across from me, we have some very interesting characters. And I'm going to ask you why you're wearing what you're wearing. We have... Zabutin, Thomas Yassen, head coach for uh, League of Legends team. And I'm Matthew Acadian Higginbotham. I play jungle for the League of Legends team. Say, say the middle part again. Matthew Acadian Higginbotham. Okay. I thought you said the whole thing. No. No. All right. So why? Well, I, I know why, but tell the, the, the people at home why you're wearing. <laughs> That's Romain's idea, actually. <laughs> Romain, uh, the head general manager for League of Legends. Mm-hmm. I, he can't like help himself doing weird things. So yeah. the idea was, instead of doing his regular announcement with you know pictures with cross arms, we're going to do kind of weird shit where we're all wearing costumes yeah. and making a Christmas picture that should be like already displayed and front page ready <laughs> the time the podcast will be released. Uh huh. And right now we're waiting for the picture, so we're waiting our costumes. So as soon as after after this is done, we're gonna go do the picture announcement for the League of Legends roster. Um, the concept, as you guys know by now, it's pretty much I'm in a Santa Claus suit. I don't know where Captain America comes in with the with his bling bling, and then Einstein because you're putting it all together and then you're using like I don't uh, something like that, right? I try to extract the Korean, you know, the the Korean essence from the Korean Ooh. players, you know. Yes. Because that's that's how they win. You know, they have something special. So I have to figure out what. I can't I can't explain that, and you as a professional player will, will do a better job at this. So you play legal. Obviously, they play League of Legends. You play League of Legends. What what position do you play? Jungle. Jungle. Okay, so maybe you can answer this because, and I've, I ask this every single pro player that's in, in in this podcast is what is it right? Because as Call of Duty players, we can't understand what it is that makes us better than the rest of the world, right? In League of Legends, you have the same sort of like thing happening. This 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 sort of. Ev- like natural event where the Koreans are ultimately better. What what is it? is it training? What is it in League of Legends that does um, it? Because I can tell you what it is in, in in America. Yeah, I think so. Everyone has their own opinion. I think my opinion just over time, and I've been to Korea twice for boot camps uh, last year, and I just experienced the culture, experienced their solo queue over there, stuff like that. I think it's just a mix. Be actually, I think it's just mostly a culture. You know. Um, American culture, at least North America, a lot of the players, especially like a lot of players in high yellow, they're they're still playing the game for fun, even if they're yeah. in like you know challenger, diamond, master tier. And if you're playing in Korea and you're you know not trying very hard, just taking the game easy, enjoying yourself, right? You're gonna be instantly flamed by everyone. Like you're gonna have people telling you like mom die or something like that. Like yeah. you know just just really really uh, toxic to you instantly because everybody's trying super hard to win. So I think there's just a Big culture difference in in Korea and like America or Korea versus America yeah. and Europe. So, you know that's weird. Even even the insult that you just said kind of kind of shows the cultural differences, right? It's like it, here in America, they say something way you know I don't know if it's way worse than your mom dying, but they don't say it's like your mom died. They say you know I, I was with your mom. Yeah, yeah. you know. So yeah. uh, you're American. Yeah, I'm French. French, obviously. Cool. Just wanted to establish that because when you're talking, you're gonna make sure they say, like, "Well, can you say that? Yes, you can. You have a pass. <laughs> right? You have certain passes." Okay. Um, I think so too. I think I think uh, I think the, the the level of seriousness that 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 uh, that that the Koreans have in comparison to what we have in here in America is exactly what you said. Uh, people take pe- people there take winning and their craft so seriously that they get up every morning and try to be the best at it. 
right? There's never any days off and there's never any any time to take it easy. And this is just something that's known. And it's not just in, in, in video games. It's a cultural, uh, you know, essence. Um, and I know, obviously, this is a different part of Asian, the different country. So please don't think that I'm saying what I'm saying. But one of the things that I saw in uh, in in, this, in a movie called The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, like he, and obviously again a different part of the world. I understand that we're not talking about Korea. I just want to clear that up because I don't want it. You know, I don't want it to be one of those situations where like, you know, Mexicans you know grew up in you know they in agriculture did this, and then immediately there you're like like Puerto Ricans. You know, say so there's two different two different people, and I understand that. Um, but they, they say how when they wake up, they they practice their their craft every single day until they're perfected. And even when it's perfected, they feel like it still could be better. And I think that that's one of the one of the main uh, the main edges that they have on on our culture. The the fact that we don't we don't impose this sort of seriousness when it comes to being the best at anything and there's this sort of like laid back like issue that we're that we're running into the give a medal for participation to everyone mentality do they do that in france do they i think like i think it's more like western and eastern culture because i think in europe we have the same struggle uh, as the american mm -hmm. when it's about league and i actually think that it's I think you're you're both right about this. I think it's a cultural difference. I'd say, like West is about everybody gets a middle. It's this culture, and Korea is more like no one gets a middle except the first one. There is no silver silver middle in Korea. Either you're the best, either you're just like looking rooting for being the best. Yeah, and that's what makes such a concentration of talents. And the thing is, I think what makes the West good at what we are good at. For instance, I don't know, big companies uh, like making phones, inventing new things, yeah. is we are actually very creative. And that's what makes us good uh, in business, in any kind of fields. And I think in this very specific area of eSports, which is League of Legends, it's not about being creative. Everybody knows what's good, and you have to be the perfect at what's good. Yeah. And that's like this game has been designed for Asian people, in, mm -hmm. and especially Koreans, mm -hmm. uh, to, to for them to be good uh, at the game because it's yeah. more about discipline than being creative or inventing new things. Yeah. You know what's good and you try hard to be the best at what you should be yeah. good at and that's it. Yeah. I think I was, uh, and, and I'm not talking smack to my parents, but I think that I, I, I feel kind of robbed that I wasn't brought up with that sort of like strict rules and, you know, growing up because I think that that's something, that, that sort of structure is something that everybody should have because it, it, it promotes... You know, one self-awareness, confidence in the in, in your ability that you know you are trying the best that you can do at, at, at one specific thing. So, I don't know. I think we have a lot to learn from from them because it's it's definitely a cultural difference that I think they're winning. You know, uh, and and I find as a parent, I find myself doing that as well. I have a I have an eight-year-old daughter, Olivia is her name, and and I'm really like strict with with things. And then her mom, my wife, is is super laid back with stuff, right? Like she's like she's a kid, like calm down, don't be so strict. And I'm like, yeah, but you know how? For example, yesterday we we uh, we were playing pool billiards, right? And and I was telling her like the form, like you know, do this three steps, and then you get into this form. You hold the cue stick, you do one. That way you can have a you know your your arm and and jude my wife is sitting there is like why are you going this deep into this why can't you just like have fun with her and i'm like i want to have fun with her but i also want her to take take it seriously because it is so anyway bringing it all back it is because you think it's the, it's the cultural difference of of that and this is the podcast and this podcast the rant podcast because it literally will start here go over there and then find its way here 
Uh, anyway, let's get back to some more questions. When when uh, when did you start? How old are you now? Twenty. Twenty. When did you start playing League of Legends? Twelve. When you were twelve years old, man. And every day has been that. That's been your thing. No, uh, I just <clears throat> I I started playing when I was twelve, and I just played it really casually until I was sixteen. Like I just played normal games. I didn't really try to play ranked or get better or anything. I was just having fun with my friends. Uh, and then when I was 16, that's when the LCS started to get like more popular and mm -hmm. I saw people were playing League of Legends professionally and <laughs> I hated school. So I was just like, uh, I just want to try really hard with League, see if I can get good because I'd love to do that for a job. Yeah. So I've been trying hard since I was like 16 and a half maybe at, at League. Mm -hmm. um, so it's eight years total, but like four years of, you know, trying to play every day, trying to play as much as I can, improve, et cetera. Right. So let me ask you this, because there's, there's got, there has to be a million kids in your position that at your age uh, decided that, or want to decide, want to make the difference, want to make the decision of, you know, I hate school and I'd rather be doing this for a living. You know, at what point, because you don't know, you know, going professional, you don't know, you, you can try your chops against everybody else as, as much as you want, but it isn't until proven competition comes that you really know whether or not you're going to make it. And then you go through the process of, am I good enough to, uh, to fit in this mix of of guys or am I good enough to fit with this team instead or do I start a team um, so it's not it's not an easy thing to become what you have become so you know what sort of at what point did you say all right this is this is it. I, I think I'm good enough did you win a whole bunch of stuff and then we're like you know what I could leave school right now and then do this because school is always gonna be the, the education the American education if that's what you even want to call it uh, it's always gonna be there you know but this is something, you know, an opportunity of a lifetime, especially if you have the chops for it. Because mm. not everybody has it. Um, I would just say, so I've gotten this question, like I've streamed in the past, and I've gotten the question a lot where it's like, hey, Acadian, I really want to try to go pro or something like that. And they ask me, I guess, what they should look for or something like that. And I always say what I did was I saw the LCS, right? I saw that people were doing it as a job, and I was in silver in ranked. Like mm -hmm. I played like 12 games total. I was in silver. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to get better. But it's not like I, I ramped up the amount of time I was playing because I had kind of strict parents. So uh, I wasn't able to play all the time, especially because I, I think if I had tried harder in school and just gotten A's and B's, they would have been fine with me playing yeah. a lot. But I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> You know, it's uh, crazy. I, that's what I tell the kids. They, they come and say, hey, how can I let, tell my parents to let me play more? I'm like, why don't they let you play? And then they're like, well, I have bad grades. So yeah. I'm like, then get, then get good grades yeah. and play. And yeah. like, get good uh, grades, do your chores. Do you your know? chores. Yeah. yeah. Well, get over that obstacle. You're putting that same. You know what the problem is. Remove the problem. Yeah, but when you're a kid, I feel like I now it's very obvious to me because I just got older, I suppose. But it's very obvious. It's just like, yeah, they wanted you to do this stuff. Just do this stuff and then you're yeah. fine. But when I was younger, it's like, oh, I have to do all this thing, like all these things. <laughs> I have to do my homework. Like yeah. it's it's too hard. It's never going to happen, you know. But uh, yeah, what I would say, I just think with me, when I hit challenger, which is the top 200 in North mm -hmm. America, when I hit challenger rank, that's when I thought, I, I don't even think you should consider going pro if you can't hit challenger. Like mm -hmm. you shouldn't even, because challenger, most pros are, okay, a lot of North American pros or just pros from other regions could get like, if they if they played often in in North American solo queue, mm -hmm. they played you know every time they could. They most pros could get like top twenty, mm -hmm. I think. Um, so if you can't even hit challenger, you should not even consider. I think trying to go pro. Yeah. Um, but once you do, I think it just requires you to all in. Like you, if you really want to try to go you know into the LCS mm -hmm. and you want to try to completely become a professional, you have to. In my opinion, if you hit challenger, you have to drop everything. 
learn, you know, the the like lifestyle that everyone leads. You have to join teams, figure out because the the solo queue game and the competitive game are very, very, very yeah, different. So you have to you basically like get to the top of solo queue and then you gotta all in, start competitive, like start playing on teams, and then you're just down here again. You're like you're literally a bronze player in, yeah. in competitive games. So yeah. do you have any yeah, my my life is kind of different because, uh, like, I come from France and the audience, like, the uh, audience is kind of small because, like, we just have French French speaking people, and I was a commentator and like, I couldn't drop my job because being commentator is not paid enough for living, for instance, in Paris because I come mm -hmm. from Paris. So, I had to do both at the same time, and I did my all sport career like working at night. That's it. So I just couldn't sleep. And I was working the day and I was just going back home and I worked like my ass off and I didn't take weekends and I didn't take holidays for like four years in a row mm -hmm. and until I, I actually had an opportunity to work in esports. So I'd say like if I had an advice to give to the young per people that want to work in esports, yeah. not only players, but like the esports in industry, there is very few spots and a lot of people that want to work in it. Yeah. So I'd say like at least secure some like basics, so high school degree. I, I won't say college because I don't know how college works. For instance, in France, it's free, so it's easy to say secure college. But I know that in the U.S. it's more expensive. But at least secure... secure it's extortion. Yeah, I, I think it is. But I, I don't want to like speak about something I don't, I don't actually know. Yeah. Uh, I would say just put you, yourself in a position where you can be risk taker, meaning that you can drop everything for one mm -hmm. or two years saying, I'm going to try to go pro or yeah. I'm going to leave from esports. And if it fails... Just come back and you just wasted. You didn't waste it because you always meet people, you met yeah, network, yeah, and you learn yeah, things. Yeah. But actually, you can go back and go to college because you actually have at least a high school degree. Yeah. So never drop school until you have something that uh, actually allows you to keep tr going the normal way afterwards. Because yeah. no one, no one should be pro, and like there is a huge part of luck as well. Because like I think for Matthew, for me, for everybody. We had a chance to prove ourselves in what we do. Yeah. And sometimes you're just good, but you don't have this chance within the, the, the time span you allowed yourself to uh, to try for being an esports professional. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. And you're, you're actually good. You have all the required talent to be, I don't know, pro player mm -hmm. or even content creator, you know. And yeah. at the end of the day, you're like you're not highlighted on YouTube, you have to stop. So just go back to school. Yeah. So that's my, 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 my biggest advice is just like, don't drop everything. Yeah. Don't try just... Uh, I think <coughs> that's secure, secure minimum. Drop everything once the minimum is secure. I think maybe what I said, I, I didn't mean like drop everything. I just meant you have to, you have to really commit. If, if it's what you want to do, yeah. then you have to really commit like mentally all, all the time that you spend playing the game. You have to really think about it. I think you have to, you know, work really hard on the teams that you play on. You can't yeah. just, you know, kind of have, I, I think you were right in, in, in what you said originally. And then even in, in the correction, I think, uh, it, it's ultimately going to be up to the individual to to make the decision whether or not they're going to drop everything and then go go like super hard in this, or if they're just going to be something. Because I when I started like doing content creation uh, for YouTube and gaming, it was it was a different approach. It was it was something where I was I was uh, I was working during the day and then at night I was. I know you're not bored of me. Don't worry, mm. you're good. You need some more coffee. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Had a good night last night. <laughs> um, uh, did you guys see the the movie Star Wars? Yes. We'll, no, talk, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. We'll I'm gonna see it. So you got you Tomorrow. guys. Are, okay, cool. So we're don't gonna, spoil. No, I haven't seen it. I'm gonna go in as soon as I'm out of here. 
Um, but anyways, as as I was saying before, I, I got uh, into the Star Wars uh, Star Wars thing. Um, where where do we leave off? The yeah, it it, it it it's up to the individual to find out what to know within whether or not that's that that's applicable to them. For me, it was a necessity thing, right? I I I've been doing uh, you know YouTube videos after work, so I would work my eight hours a, a day, and then I would sacrifice sleep, and then do like an extra six hours of playing and getting videos, playing and getting videos, and then talking, editing, and all that stuff. So I knew that I wanted to do this, you know, because it was my passion. Now, mind you, I did YouTube for two years without getting any payment because at the time there was no way to get paid off of that. You know, you, Google didn't monetize individual channels. Uh, so I would, I would go home and I would do it, I would do it just so I could gain, uh, so I could make a name for myself in, in Call of Duty at the time. So I, I went through, like, all the process of, of continuing to, to keep my, my job as is, right paying my bills the, the same way my life didn't change professionally what changed was my my sleeping schedule you know my my going out to play basketball instead of you know sitting at home playing video games so I, for me it was a, a full-on approach of of knowing what i wanted from the beginning and then just doing it until it was done um so it varies i i, I think and, and just because you don't have the natural given talent like a professional player does it doesn't necessarily mean that you are out of the industry you don't get to do that I am living proof that you don't have to be the you know a professional player in anything to make a living in within within esports. So it's just identifying what you know. Pick your three top three. You want to be a professional player that doesn't work. What what do you want to do? You want to do a manager. You can manage it. If not, what do you want to do? You want to sell sponsorships? Probably like it. it's an endless it's 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 an endless amount of jobs in this in this ecosystem that that you guys can do. Um, moving on, the the announcement was just made. Uh, tell us a bit about our process in in identifying like the players that we wanted to go after, how we went after them, and you know the so like building a team from scratch uh, this year was one of the hardest thing we because I would speak about we I think it's Romy Romain and me had to do in our lives because the market went super super fast and like. I'd say he, he knows how he works, but he was from Europe and mm -hmm. NA was really different this year. And I might have watched all the players from LCS the last five years and watched every single game. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And the thing is, usually what you do when you have already a team is just you make interviews and you try out the player. And if it does work out, you just keep him. And if it doesn't, you just leave him and you try to find another one. But this process couldn't like we didn't have anything, so we had to. So we started from a short list of players we would like to work with, mm -hmm. and like you know the, the triple A, the players you know you can count on them because like they're already proven players and so on. And we tr tried to reach them, and the first thing we had is like it was basically throw throw us million in the face, or or we won't work for you. Yeah, it was the first approach of the market. Like the first two days is basically. We don't talk unless you have one million on the table. So it's not it's not even possible to discuss to this point. Mm -hmm. And we thought we were like because the the budget we had was quite like I would say for European it was like insane. But comparing to other franchises mm -hmm. and the fact that we don't have any assets because one player is kind of an asset, yeah, yeah. it has a value, so you can yeah. keep it or sell it. We were like one of the poorest. So we had to we had to find a strategy where you actually reach very good talents yeah. that are not proven or completely proven yet. Yeah. And that was the strategy. It was taking big, 
maybe one big name, and then and then from other for other players it, it was to be smarter than the other teams because I think at the end of the day, it's not like the name you put on your on your roster that counts. It's more like the person and the how like the the working person you put on a daily basis uh, in your in your gaming house that matters. Mm -hmm. For instance, like uh, Matthew had a tough year last year. Like he really showed himself the beginning beginning of the year and he had a tough i would say because like a, a year of league of legends it's two splits and the first split he did really well and the second split was kind of hard for him but he actually showed himself like in the, in the in the first part of the year but with franchising everybody would just go for the most expensive jungler in in the market so yeah, yeah Acadian, no i'm not taking him he was bad because i can pay three millions for this very specific guy yeah and this guy is actually like the the the, the you know the icing on the cake of my team yeah and and we didn't have this approach. We just I was just choosing to remain like let's go for Arcadian because I, I like I saw this guy and he's he's beast. When he's on point he's beast. So it's up to me, it's up to you to make him back at the level he was. And like after working with this guy because we had kind of no tryouts yeah. within the team, I'm like two hundred percent confident that like Matthew will perform well this year because yeah. he's just like and players maybe maybe you can like input on it but like the the name doesn't matter at all. Uh, it matters for the audience. It matters for the coaches. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when people are like working, and I can say that because we scream against these big names, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Yeah, like they yeah. are even. It's the way they work. They work and they behave as a team that of counts course. more. There's kryptonites, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know what you think about it, but the, I'd <coughs> say that was the approach, and I'm really happy in, in what we have uh, at the output. Like I'm really proud of the optic team. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I mean, people like me and just anybody that comes in the scene, me, Contracts, uh, Mike Young, Cody Sun, these people were not known before LCS, and then they play the people who are like known or whatever and yeah. just smash them, right? Because the, at the end of the day, I used to think, just coming from, because I literally was a fan of LCS before, right? I used to think like, oh, dude, there's no way, like, there's no way... Uh, Double lift will lose to, I don't know, anyone, right? Like, there's no, there's no way double is gonna lose to this guy because he's double lift. Like, he's yeah. just, he's just naturally, he's yeah. naturally better at the game. Like, you just think this way, right? When you see somebody win often, but it's not true at all. It's literally just a video game. It has rules, it has laws, etc. And then all that matters, all that people even care about. I used to think there's so much more that like people cared about or really went into it, but it's literally just a video game and it's a competition. So if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. And it doesn't matter who you are. You can lose at any time or win at any time. So I love that, man. I love that because, all right. So, so I, I want to dive deeper into that. You're, you need some more water. You go. No, I got a second one. Uh, I want to dive deeper into that because I, 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 you know, there's this, there's this illusion that we create for, for ourselves about the people that we admire or the people that we want to be or the people that we want to compete against. Uh, and you just said it that the this sort of like veil was unveiled from uh from from this from this thing that you that you put on a pedestal and then the second that you got there and then you said to yourself, you know what, I'm just gonna play the man and, and just play my best. I was I was so I mean he he said like I popped off my first split, right? I did really well. I was actually before the split started and during the split, I was just so like nervous. You know, I was so it was like almost afraid, like because I'd just been watching these people play for so long, you know. They, these were, like, some of them were, like, my idols. They were just famous players, stuff yeah. like that. And then I was like, oh, my, I can't believe I'm going to play against 
you know, rain over today or something yeah. like that. And uh, it's this guy I've watched play for like two years and I always, yeah, put him on a pedestal, right? I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to play against rain over. And then I was so, I think like afraid that I was going to just not belong there and not yeah. look like, like I belong there. I think I just put, I, I spent a lot of attention to like really, really small details. And then, yeah, I just went into every game and I just kept, I kept being surprised by how many mistakes the other guy kept making. Like yeah. every game, no matter who they were, I just was so surprised. And then I realized like, first of all, nobody plays a perfect game ever. They're yeah. not like gods or something like that. You can just kill them in game, like yeah, just yeah. like anybody else, you know? So that was really interesting for me. I think just, I don't know, kind of. And how do you feel now? Like is, uh, has, is there a player that you haven't played yet that when you play, you think you're going to have that same sort of uh that same sort of like mentality where you're like, holy shit, you know, I've seen this guy like so long, like now I get to play against him. Like, do, do you think you're prepared now? I think my mentality matured a lot in the past year, just from being around for a year now. I just think I used to, yeah, that whole like name thing, right? It's it's the same when, when you're like perceived above somebody, right? Or you're just playing against a no name, right? You can play against a no name and get, get destroyed. You know, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean... If they're if they're no name, usually there's like a reason for them not being really known. But if they got to the LCS, there's usually a reason for the for yeah. that person to get an LCS. There's something they're good at that a team saw that picked them up for it. So, uh, no, I don't think anymore. I'd really, I think anybody can beat anybody. I don't know. I just yeah. I, I try to think it really baseline. It's just a game, you know. Yeah, I, and I think I think uh, that's what I love about sports the most, man. That you know, once you enter the arena, no matter what it is, whether it's a basketball court or football field or or you know a, a map uh, in, in in a game, uh, you know, it doesn't matter your background. It, does, it it all that matters is whether or not you have the chops for it, right? It's not like like in corporate America where you can get a certain job and you have a you know a, an unfair disadvantage over an unfair advantage over somebody else because you know you grew up differently and you come from a different you know different you know family when both of those kids step into a basketball court and tennis court it's just up to them you know no amount of you know dad got me this sort of training or you know i didn't get this sort of training none of that matters it's up to your your like your your natural talent which is why that's like the 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 part that i romanticize about the most about sports and i mean that in in, in all sense of competition not just you know physical sports or esports just in competition in general that it, it once once you're in there everything else falls away it's just one human versus another human brain so that's all yeah uh, on the top of that i'd say that the way I, I because i'm a coach and i always have thought that yeah you know the top sportsmen like Roger Federer or Usain Bolt you know, they always try to beat their opponents. And eventually, year after year, and reading so many books about, like, personal achievement and so on, you end up by by thinking a completely different way. They try to reach perfection. So they're never working against anyone. Mm-hmm. They're just working on themselves to be good at something. And by being good, they beat other people. And, like, I think this is something the investors and the managers from the teams this year in NA didn't figure out. They just, like... Paid guys that beat other guys at some point in the history of League of Legends. But what you should always look for is people that just want to bet, bet, get better at the game. Because, like in esports, there is patches. And you know it, especially with Call of Duty, you have a new friend, like a new game, like every year yeah. or every two years. So, like, what you want is someone that is able every two weeks, because it's every two weeks we have a patch that really learn the game. And sometimes, sometimes it's just from scratch because the game changes so much. Mm-hmm. So, if you always find a kid that is willing to learn the game 
and want to be good at it on a daily basis and try his, his hardest, eventually he will beat other people because he will see mistakes others will do because they don't try hard enough on being good at the game. So it's just a matter of liking the game as much as you can. And I think we have a good example, like Lemonation. Everybody say he's washed up and he's old. And the thing is, when he speaks about the game, he's so passionate and whenever he plays, like he's always super focused. Mm -hmm. And like, let's be honest, I've seen him playing like in a team and he doesn't do, he, he do as many mistakes and he, as his opponent does, yeah. as the rest of the team does. So it's not a matter of age, because if you just focus on his own mistake and fix it, eventually just be a better player. Yeah. So it just, for me, it's more self-improvement than like pray. The, the rest is stories, you know, for media. Yeah. It's just self-improvement plan, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that just like anything else, like the, 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 the more you practice, I mean, at some point or another, you, the, the physicality will catch up to you, you know, as you, as you get older, but it doesn't, it doesn't, like your, your reaction time is going to be there well into your 30s if that's something that you practice on a daily basis. Um, and I think this is more true with, with esports because there's, you know, limited physicality to it. Um, so I personally, at 20 years old, is that, is that the, mid, the midway or, or the, in, in terms of the average, age average? Uh yeah, 21. Uh, NALCS is uh, definitely, I think it just used to be younger, like six years ago, it was average younger. I think average now is probably 21, 22 age, mm. somewhere around there. Well, who's the oldest, you know? The oldest? Lemonation. 28. 28? That's my favorite guy now. I like I like the old dudes. Yeah. That's, I relate. Yeah. Yes, that's... Um, <laughs> all right, cool. So what do we have, uh, what do we have next? When do we have, when's, when's our first match? Who do we play? Can we talk about that, or is that not an? No, we can't say. We can't say. I see. I, I like the, a lot. A lot of you are gonna get upset at that, but I personally like the fact that there, there's like this element. There's a show that Riot is putting on that 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 like comes along with the actual sport. And from a spectator, I think that that's. And yes, I'm involved, but it, uh, you know, I'm not out there. You know, we're all spectators at the end of the day to you guys. But I think that it's cool the way that that some of the announcements are are happening. Um, but I'm excited for it. I already know what it is. I already know when it is. I just didn't know if we could, if it's we could talk. Twentieth, twentieth. Yeah. Versus who? Can't I say can't it. say. I can tell you. I can tell you right now. Should I say it? I can't say it, right? No. You can't say. Okay. Right. We'll get mad I'm gonna, at you. I'm gonna type it. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay. So, are, are you excited? How's uh, how's you know preparation coming along? Uh, well, we finished our last day of scrims before the vacation yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, honestly, we didn't play very much. We just, I think. Everything on the timeline got kept getting pushed back, and it yeah. was just really late, which is somewhat disappointing. I would prefer to have like played more, I think, before this. But we're gonna come back January. Yeah, it's for ninth, for us. Yes, something like that. Like, yeah. Do you guys? Do you fear more um, a team that has been together for a long time versus a team that was just put together, or do you think chemistry like has a big a big? Uh, I think. I think chemistry, um, how well players play together, uh, works a lot into it. Like honestly, <laughs> our first scrims, right? We were playing against a team. It was it was a team of, uh, well, I mean, our, just our a first mixed team. Yeah, something like that. But it wasn't a new team. It was like one of the teams from before that yeah. had some new players come in, right? But they they'd already been playing for like a year, a week and a half, or something like that. So they kind of knew it was strong on the patch. They had already played together for about a week and a half. Like our first scrims, we just got stomped pretty much. Like like two two games and then as as the day went on we started picking up on like what they were doing and what like champions to pick and draft yeah. a lot of it i think was drafting too but uh as far as the team i don't know this has been 
maybe it's just a honeymoon phase with every team because every yeah. team has that point where yeah. you're thinking, yeah, maybe we're going to be sick, you know. Yeah. But uh, if there's one thing that I really like about, uh, I guess, the team we have is it's just – it's actually the team atmosphere. I've always – you know, I, I played real sports. I, I was a swimmer, and then I played water polo in high school. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know – I've been in like team atmospheres, just like sort of a bro atmosphere or something like that. You know, you could just be, you know, poke fun. And I think the biggest thing is just everyone's super honest with each other, which on my last teams, you know, you had to deal with egos. You had to deal with, you know, people thinking they're the shit like above or below any other player. You also had to deal with people thinking they're like terrible and they never, you can never criticize them or something because they're just going to like be really sad and get depressed or something you know yeah. but on this team i, I really liked uh everyone like e- even thomas right he's he's a everyone has a lot of uh well, your big ego huh, thomas? no no <laughs> I, I think i no. think i'm the smallest like i have a big ego but i never put it on the table when it's about yeah work. yeah i mean uh, he, he's everyone's like criticizing this guy because he's like new coach or something yeah, like that but yeah. everyone's just super honest with each other critic or uh not criticizing uh just trying to say what they think might be better for the other person everyone's just trying to work yeah. together i suppose to just get better and i think we made a good amount of progress um in our like three days of scrims but honestly we're not practicing that much before the season starts so yeah. i don't know but if you are gonna... spending a lot of time together to build that, that, yeah, yeah. that sort of chemistry yeah. that's that's super important in my opinion and I, and, and i think honesty within teammates is like the most important thing i think so too uh you know early on what i used to tell my players that would, that would come on and I, I would say i'm like nobody here is a mind reader so if you have a problem with somebody, voice it out and then work it out. Okay, like, you know, respect each other, but, you know, put feelings aside and, and just say what you think and just get over it. Get over that obstacle. So uh, I think that's good. I think, I think honesty is one of, the, one of the main steps to, to get to where, you know, a team becomes a true team. You know, yeah. like I have your back, like no matter what, we're gonna lose together. It's not yeah. no one's fault. It's it's just it's a really funny dynamic. Like like Zig, for example, Zig's a little little bit of a tilter, right? Yeah. So he'll just if something bad happens in the game, he starts to get really really frustrated and stuff. And it's just I don't know. In uh, <laughs> one scrim, he was he was playing. Uh, well, I can't say the champions, but he was he was just playing a really terrible matchup, and he was yeah. really he was really <laughs> tilted about it that he yeah. had to play through the game because he just. Why, having, why can't you say the the? Because it's just revealing the champions that. Yeah, we played or played against something like, like that. Look, at, look, I mean, and, and, and our audience is like a like you know heavily first person shooter and Colin uh-huh. may not know a lot about League of Legends, but the fact that you can't even say what you're practicing because of like the 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 anti strat towards this. Uh, come in so towards the end. That's my coffee. My my anti strat. Uh, thanks, Sasha. Uh, the anti strat that's happened. You got you guys didn't want any, right? No, we're good. Call, call my boy. I'm that's good with water. It's just the, the magic man, but as I was saying, it, it's it's that serious, boys. Where, like in, in Call of Duty, we we only we don't scrim our S and D, search and destroys, but everything else gets played like that. My team hasn't been uh, streaming the scrims, but the fact that you can't even say one character because they, that allows it is like super like cool to me. It's something that I've always appreciated about the That's seriousness of League of Legends, man. That's just a culture. Actually, we could say it. It's just. Like the thing no, is, no, 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 I'm disrespectful. I'm not, I'm not, also, uh, yeah. why, why? Like this is this is what I say. Some I was on Twitter yesterday, and yeah. like the French audience say, I say, yeah, I have scream and say against who? I say I could do it. I don't care, but maybe my opponent doesn't want to. Yeah. Because if you disclose something, yeah, it means that, like for instance, the matchup means that I will disclose something my opponents, and you don't want to reveal. You're also disclosing what you think is a terrible matchup. I'm disclosing that Zig was upset about it. Yeah. 
Like, I don't want other teams to know that Zig was upset about this yeah, matchup. He was just going to be like, we're, we're trying to get this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but all I was trying to say is we were in the game. He was really tilted. And yeah. It's just the sort of thing where I'm just like, he's just sitting next to me. I, like, rub his back. I'm like, you okay, buddy? You chilling? You hanging in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. I've never – but it's like that with kind of everyone, you know? Everyone – it's it's just – I'm really interested to see if it stays like that, like the team atmosphere stays like that. Regardless, yeah. regardless of win or lose, if everyone stays super honest, nobody, you know – Harbors like tilt against each other or just gets upset against or upset at each other over time or something like that. You know, yeah. no, that's good, man. I, I mean, I, I, that's good. <laughs> I, I want to point something out though, right? That I think we're close to like uh, thirty minutes into this podcast or like forty minutes, and this has become like normal to me, right? I didn't even think that I have Captain America with some bling <laughs> on and you know Einstein over here. Like, and and don't act like you guys didn't feel like this was normal now. Okay, now that I pointed out, it's a little bit weirder. Um, but now, now that uh, that uh, the, the easiest thing, in my opinion, and this is something that you know I've had to deal with teams, and I, I'm I'm talking about teammates that have like the largest egos in the world because of of what we have helped you know create as optic, right? We we create this larger than life personalities where you know millions of followers on Twitter, millions of subs on you know th- these egos. What I what I've done is something that that has always like worked. Uh, I think in my favor is that I've 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 accepted the way that people are and i've tried to like mold everything else around them not necessarily catering to the divas that are divas but just encouraging the fact like if somebody has like this super like high ego identify whether that's true ego or it's just like overconfidence or not overcomes but confidence that that will allow him to like really really like explode in in, in a situation where you need him to um and again like you said man honesty in, in a honeymoon period can be extended forever if everybody's honest with each other and you know, it, it. Some teams work, some teams don't. You fit, you don't, and it is what it is. The long as they, the, the, as long as you're honest with yourself and with somebody else, I think that that's that's where the the true respect comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, confidence going into, I mean, knowing the the matchup that you guys have, confidence going into that one. Uh, I mean, as I said before, like we we really didn't have very much practice, so, yeah. and we're not going to have that much practice before the the season starts. Like we're going to have about a week probably together. Uh, to, to play before where you know some of these teams just because of the way it's set up like I think par- partially it's it's uh, I guess the fact that you guys you know you weren't in League of Legends before you mm-hmm. didn't have you know a house in LA set up already you didn't yep. have all this stuff that the other teams that are previously there had some teams scrim like uh, on Equifox last year for example we started scrimming we went to Korea November like 28th and we were in Korea from then till December 22nd, I think. And then we went home. We scrimmed that whole time, yeah. pretty much. When we went home, we reconvened January 2nd and scrimmed until, you know, the 18th. So we yeah. had a ton of practice before uh, before the season started. But I think maybe one thing that happened is we practiced so much for so long. Like, we we just grinded hard for, you, burnt you know, four or five months. Yeah, towards the end of the season, both seasons, we were burnt. Yeah. Like, all everyone was burnt. Everyone was mental boom. Like, we just, you know, everybody... You know, that, that attention to detail that I think is really important in yeah. League of Legends, everyone just playing their game, you know, just get, trying to get through it. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, also what I was going to say is I don't think we have a, you know, I was saying, like, you have to deal with egos and stuff. We actually don't have anybody with huge, like, you would probably, I think a lot of people would think just because, like, the way I look or talk or something yeah. like that. Like, I have a huge ego, right? But in a team setting, well, at least. You got perfect hair. You're tall. You're handsome. <laughs> you're super, you're, you're yeah, Captain yeah. America. That's what I'm body. saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get it a lot. People would think, like, I'm. 
like hockey or something, but we actually yeah. don't have. Well, you're in good company yeah. here with me, brother. Yeah. Right? So yeah, please, you would always be, be the biggest. No, no, I, I'm just oh, yeah. no, no. But I think people interact differently with in real life and in team yeah. setting, right? And in team setting, we don't have any egos actually, good. which is really, really new to me. Like, yes, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just the... I'm waiting for somebody to just flame the crap out of me, like no, yeah. like. But I don't know. <laughs> I can have an input on that because, like, you you asked me how I, I made it with remain the team, and that was the clearest point. Like you want, you a grinder, and you yep. put you put your ego on the side. Yeah. Like you can, for an, even me. Like you can come to me and say, you know, coach, like your draft. You know, the moment you are actually choosing and banning the champions. Yeah. Say your draft was like dog shit, and I think you just like threw the match in the in the trash bin. Yeah. And it's just your fault, and we failed in this match. And I say the only thing you have to say if it's true, it's just sorry. And yeah. Just because you're the coach, you yeah. you actually win. Like I think you earn authority. If you accept when you were wrong, uh, of course, and it, like this is something, but I, I see so many people that like so attached to their title in this industry, because like it's th this whole industry is about recognition. You know, it's like having the, cr the, the audience recognize you for, for something you did. Mm -hmm. So everybody's try to be and people behave like they were they are entitled. You know, they, they, they did so everybody deserve them. So uh, they deserve something because they did something in the past. Yeah. And in league and in sports in general, it doesn't doesn't work like it's a just fucking grind every single day yeah. and you have to win your match of the day and then the match of the day of the next day and so on and so on. And so that was clear to Ramin and me. Like if you come with a big ego and say, I don't know, I don't want to play with this player. Mm -hmm. Like I always, always keep the player and just drop the guy. Yeah. Because like you don't deserve to play with good players. You don't even deserve that. You don't deserve anything. Even though like we all mid laner actually won lane against the best esports player of all time with who is Faker. Mm -hmm. He, ne he never speaks about that. Like he doesn't even care. He, watches, he says, "Yeah, we lost the match," and that's that's the mindset. Like you don't want to get into a competition that lasts eight months with someone who thinks he deserves to play with good players. Yeah. Because if 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 so, it means that like he will never feel like he has good players because yeah. it's never enough. And whenever you lose, you just like like throw your own mistakes to someone else, yeah. and you don't improve. So the team doesn't improve. Yeah. So you kind of stuck. Kind of yeah. yeah. It's it's not even toxic. It's just yeah it's toxic for the improvements but sometimes there are just nice nice people but they are entitled so they yeah no i mean i'm not talking improve. about toxic in game or toxic yeah to like an actual toxicity i'm talking about that the the, the sneaky toxicity yeah. that, that just eats away at you because you have resentment towards you know your coach who doesn't listen to you behind the closed doors and tells you to get you a better teammate or, or you know that sort of resentment that again that comes with dishonesty and not telling people what what it is they're just assuming that they're going to know what it is that you're thinking just because you're thinking it like if you don't say it no no one's a mind reader more importantly nobody's I'm, I'm, I'm not in the business of sitting there and be like hey man are you okay every single day every second of the day are you okay are you okay like yeah. you know i think i just expect yeah everyone to just be honest with each other and if you have a issue or something or you have a feedback something like that you just tell them you know uh i think Dang, I lost my train of thought. I had something really good to say. That, that's, that's, that happens in podcasts, man, because it's more of a conversation than yeah. anything else. Yeah. And, and and your point may have been to some a rant that I was in the middle of like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, and you're maybe. like, that's why you interrupt at all times. It's okay to interrupt. Yeah. Um, it'll come back to you. Now, as, as far two things, right? Romain. You, I, I hear you calling him Romain, but everybody else here calls him Romain. You can say both. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I call him Romain. I like calling him Romain. I don't. I call it Romain, but if I say that, Romain, Romain, Romain. Yeah, it's the French way of saying it. Yeah, what does so, it mean? What's the translation to English? It's Romain. <laughs> Romain is Romain. It's the same. It's just the, the pronunciation. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, I thought maybe it had a deeper meaning. No. There. Um, so you confident with uh, with the way things are going? Yeah, I'm confident. Um, like I think the the improvement uh, depends on the structure and the schedule, a daily schedule of the players as well. Yeah. And right now we are playing in a PC bang, which is, doesn't help the player improve. And I can't watch their mistakes. We don't have like as we don't live, we don't have a life life place. It's very hard for me to give them feedback and have their feelings. Like for instance, when they were one player is pissed, mm -hmm. you need to like sit down and talk about it for like yeah. maybe half an hour. And I could we couldn't really do that. So I think uh, I think I'm confident. I think we still we're running a little bit after the clock because there is many mistakes that we need to get rid of and try to find our own pace. And these two, these two big axes of development, we have to do it at the same time and in a few, like in a few weeks, one or two weeks. So it will be kind of hard to do both. So we might have a rough start, which is not, not something I'm like, I'm not against that. It's pretty good to have a rough start, but I think we, we would improve like quite fast within the season. Yeah. I think we have, uh, we have like a range of players that have a very, very like high ceiling, I think, for how well they can play. Like, uh, <clears throat> you know, I've been on some teams where I just, I have teammates and I'm like, I can't see this guy being, you know, great. being, yeah, great, right? On our team, I can see literally every player being great, but there's this huge range of how well we can play. You know, like I, I've shown performances where it's literally 10 out of 10, like I'm, I, played insanely well right and i was playing against a great player and i just destroyed him right i've also shown performances where i played insanely horribly you know i almost solo lost so lost the the game for my team so i think we have this like wide range of how good we can be but i think if this whole like um i don't know sort of honesty like slash brotherhood thing yeah. continues we're regardless of where we start in the season uh i'm confident that we're just going to keep getting better and better and better and like help improve each other. Yeah. And the only way that that would ever get stopped is if there's some sort of, you know, team issue attitude problem. Uh, because I don't know, it's, it's very interesting actually talking to Tristan power of evil. He's been on many teams, right? And the one thing he didn't, he didn't tell us about how well he did on any teams. Right. All he told us about was, um, like his feeling, like some, some teams that he was on, uh, he's just like, man, this is too bad. We had great players. The egos were just too big. We couldn't work well together as a mm -hmm. team. We lost all of our practices. Like, you know, he's and and the one thing that he brought up with every team was just how everyone meshed, like how everyone personality-wise worked with each other and stuff like that. So I think I'm. I've just been thinking about that more. I guess I've been thinking about chemistry. Yeah, I guess so. I I didn't really. I don't know if it's it's because I mean I'm I'm one of those people where it's. Uh, only relevant how you play in the game right that's really all it is yeah. how you play in the game how you guys all work together you can hate each other but if you play fantastic in the game you know that's it's all that matters yeah. like you just need you just need a w at the end of the day so uh well let me, ask, well let me ask you this and this is where the interruption comes because this well, i'm about to ask you i wanted to ask you about 10 minutes ago can can you as a professional player and then in your expert opinion do you think that you can be the best athlete you know, physical or not, e-athlete, whatever you want to call yourselves. Um, do you think you can be your best athlete if you don't have fun playing the game? No. Impossible. You have to love the game. Yes. It's not like it's not like a regular job where, you know, you're, you're a stockbroker, you're making millions of dollars a month, and then you, but you hate your job because you don't get to do what you no, do. No, I think because you literally will not be able to sit through. I don't think any human being will be able to just sit through games and games and games and games of League of Legends constantly. The, the amount that you should play 
if you're really trying to be good and and the attention to detail that you need to put into into the game i think it's pretty hard if you don't maybe some people could do it maybe there's like a very small percentile like but you think there like, there are people that because everybody that i've talked to every from all from every professional they're like no impossible but i i i, I refuse to believe that if you I, have like insanely strong mental willpower yeah maybe you could be a great player but best of all time probably not no i think you have to love it it's like it's like how he said you have to have a commitment to sort of like perfection i guess like when i when i play a game where i win usually i have a list of you know mistakes or things that i wasn't happy with like it's not even necessarily a mistake it's just like oh i had this time period where i didn't do as much as i probably could have like there's probably more i could have done here a different way i or like a different place I could have done, gone or a different play I could have made. Even though the one I made worked, maybe this one was better, right? That's Everyone's just constantly trying to make it literally perfect if you can. So, Do you think? Um, I'd say you can you can be like a pro in anything if you at some point you have been passionate with. So mm-hmm. I, I think now there is pro players that just are here and kind of cashing out. They don't have that much of a love for the game anymore, but yeah. being famous and being pro is good. And they don't hate the game, like they don't hate it, but they don't love the game the way new players does. Yeah, and that's why they they will end up washed up. Yeah, yeah, they just stay the same. You can tell. I know exactly who they are. You know, you can just tell they're they're staying the same skill. And as people get better and better and better at the game, because people understand the game better and better over over years. You know, if you if you take a player's understanding last year and you compare it to a player's understanding of the game four years ago, yeah, the player's understanding last year is like he would have been faker four years ago because of yeah. how how much more he understands about the game and how it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those players, there's there's definitely people that are just cashing out. They're just there for the money, which is fine. You know, they're they're at their level, but yeah, I don't see them improving. You know, you have to keep like the motivation. Like one, one person I see that definitely still loves the game, you know, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, like for example, Doublelift and like Bjergsen, when you, when you just watch them play their mm-hmm. games, they just enjoy playing the game, you know. They enjoy the competition of it. They enjoy. Granted, they're streaming and they're making money, but yeah. you can just tell they really enjoy the game, and so they they can continue improving over time, right? But there's definitely players who just they're they're as good as they are. They're gonna stay as good as they are, and then once there's enough people that are better than them, they're not gonna have a spot anymore. Yeah, I think you were speaking about the stock market, for instance. Yeah, and uh, you know, I come from market finance. I used to work in in this area. And there is something very different is stock market is established. You have process, you have operation, you have defined products. So basically right now a trader, someone who works in stock market can hate his job. He doesn't have to invent his industry. Like within esports and specifically like on League of Legends, playing as a pro is a changing, is a daily changing game kind mm-hmm. of. And you have to like invent the game. There is no one who tell you you should play that that way or that way. So whenever someone try to f- find a new way to play it, if you don't adapt, you just get killed. Like it's absolute Darwinism. So that's why you have to you can't hate your job and invent your job on a daily basis. Yeah. Like it's too hard. It's not on because on stock market you you can just do your daily operation. You know how it's how it's done. You do the, whatever someone else does and you get your pay. You know your paycheck at the end of the month. And you get your small or big bonuses depending on the luck you have within the year. Like in League of Legends, it's like you have to invent the job market, the, the stock market. So you would more be like the people that were on the stock market during the 60s and the 70s that were actually inventing an industry. And trust me, these people were absolutely passionate about finance because they were actually mm-hmm. building the, same, yeah. the thing. So right now, the, the, this generation of players are building all the basics on how you play competitively League of Legends, which yeah. is more like chess. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's like chess, but way more complicated. So they can't. You, you can't hate 
like defining a chess game that's that's too hard for a human brain i think yeah awesome um all right well uh, any any closing comments suggestions for people that have never watched uh, league of legends and are now interested in watching it uh i have something i have me. something Hit and me. that's, that's perfect because we don't have much time we went to mlg dallas and i really appreciate this small small little game with like small scenes and so on it reminded me of league of legends four or five years ago it's really good it's really pleasant so yeah, it's pretty cool. You have a cool game, Hector. I wanted to say that. But you can't... Oh, you, can't, you, you were can't, roasting. I you thought you were actually giving us a, a, no, no. a thank you. I know you can't elaborate on top of that because you're running after the clock. Yeah. So that's perfect. <laughs> I waited for the, la the last moment of the podcast. All right. Well, okay, fine. Let, let's talk about that. What was, what was your experience like? True. Your true experience. Like, okay. Do uh, you want my honest version? Yeah, please. Okay. I, I really hate Call of Duty and uh, I really... I really thought it was just a bad game and the last version I liked it and I liked watching it watching it and when the player were actually training solo yeah. I watched the match against Splice so yeah. I can't say I didn't enjoy it yeah therefore like I still think uh as long as you won't play with keyboard and, and mice yeah. it will be an ape game because you know you what's crazy is that I'm the opposite I think that if you play with a keyboard and mouse that's some rookie ass shit personally yeah, like only you aim so bad you aim so bad man <laughs> You so uh, that's awesome. Have you have you ever uh, touched anything, any other game besides League of Legends? What other games have you played? Uh, I played, like, if you're talking about console, I played Halo growing up. Halo oh, did is, you? Halo is fun. Uh, not, not like, multiplayer. I just played, like, the campaigns. Mm -hmm. But mostly I've just been a PC gamer, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you have to so. be... I think they're just very different type of people, console gamers and PC gamers, you know? Yeah. yeah I, think, I think it's... Yeah. It's, it's just like anything else, right? It's like... But production was really good. Yeah, production. Yeah, MLG kills it, man. MLG murders it. Um, that's that's really cool. So, again, anything that you guys want to tell the the, the, the new people that are going to be following you guys? See you in January. See you in January. That's Look, it. listen, the green wall sticks by our side, win or lose. Okay, so don't feel super pressured. But we love it when you guys win. It just that just goes without saying. We'll, we'll be there I, in your sorrow. We'll be there. I think I would just say like, trust me, I. I Last year, I would never have predicted what ended up happening in our in our season or in my season. Right, I never thought for a minute that it was going to happen. So this year, I, I'm just going into it, and I think everyone else on the team is going into it. We're just going to try our best to play as well as we can, and uh, I don't know, just keep improving. I think regardless of how our season goes at the beginning, if we if we stomp, if we if we lose, you know, I think our team's going to continue getting better over time, unless there's some. Some sort of mental boom that happens, which and at that point it's his fault because but, he's a coach. Yeah, but I feel like the atmosphere that we have is good enough that like we would call out somebody that's mental booming or, or some problem like that. And if we can keep that, then we're gonna keep getting a lot better. Whereas like other teams that I was like, I don't know, Echo Fox didn't really get better at any point. I think we were just kind of as good as we were at the at the beginning of both seasons, and we just stayed that good. And other teams, you know, surpassed us. Yeah, so. as it happens. So yeah, I don't know. Regardless of what happens, I think we're just gonna work hard and try cool. to. Yeah. All right, well, you look amazing in that. In that, uh, the 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 chains really did it for you. Yeah, those chains are actually our mascot. You, you, we have a mascot, Alan, the alien. Mm -hmm. uh, those are his chains. He's a hip hop alien guy. Nice. Uh, as usual, man, you look you look very very oh, very I, clever. I fed it. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for episode number thirty-seven of the Optic Podcast. Everybody, hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you guys did, remember to leave a thumbs up, share it with your friends. Hello, everybody out there on the Reddit, League of Legends threads, League of Salt. Why is it called League of oh Salt? God, dude, get out. I can't. No, right, never mind.
All right, there we go. Well, we'll, we'll end on that. We'll tell me offline what you mean. Uh, Hitch, hit him with the music. Okay.